That's why everybody forgets to do hit record. Okay, we are recording. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do like a three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining in today. I have the name for my podcast. Can I share with you? Let me know what you think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking doing things differently. A creativity podcast about curious and driven young people paving their own path and pursuing the Ooh. unconventional. Let's go. Go mission statement. (laughs) Doing things differently. Yes, sis. I agree. I agree because I think a lot of people don't understand that. And that's gonna speak boldly to them. Like you gotta you gotta move differently. We can't look at each other and how each other's moving. We gotta move and do things differently. Okay, so we're already we're flowing already, but you guys, this is my friend Fallon, and I'm so excited to chat with her today. Fallon, can you please introduce yourself to the people and tell them yes. who you are, what you do, what you're of interested course. in, whatever you want to share. Yes. Hey guys, how is it going? You know, for me, my name is Fallon. I'm a financial advisor. Um, so finance financials coming to you here with Glenn. Uh, so a little bit of background about myself. We went to the same school. So we went to college together. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, you know, see her orientation day. And I'm just like, hey, what's going on? Yep. And we both are Caribbeans. And so we have a lot of background. And when it comes to just finances, that is what I'm passionate about. Uh, but Lynn is my sister. I truly, truly am excited to be here. And thank you so much for having me. Of course. Of <laughs> course. I'm so, so excited to um, to speak to you because... Obviously, I had the idea of starting a podcast and like talking to people. Literally, when right. I saw the video that you posted, which we're going to talk about today because you <laughs> triggered me in so many ways. But when I saw the yeah. video, I was like, I, duh, I have to talk to Fallon mm-hmm. because you're doing it and you're, this is what you're passionate about financial literacy, right. us like being different, doing things differently, you know? Yes. And so that's why I was like, I have to chat with you. So I'm super diverse. I'm happy. And that's what I'm excited about is because a lot of times, a lot of us have this inside of us. Like we have our destiny. We are destined for greatness. I tell that to every person I know. There is something inside of you that if you're religious that God has put inside of you, as I am, (laughs) or that you have a calling for, you know, that's that's something in you. You just got to let it manifest. Even if you haven't figured it out. Yeah, just take those baby steps. And me right now just... I've always had those conversations with people I know, my family and friends, but I started to put it out in the public. So the fact that it touched you, I'm so blessed because that's exactly what I wanted. I'm like, I gotta talk to people my age, people that are coming out of school, coming out of college or trying to figure out how to navigate life. Yes. And they don't know, okay, how do I budget? How do I get approved for my first apartment? Like, should I go buy a car and waste money or <laughs> do I have good credit? to get a car and pay decent, you know, a monthly amount without going broke. So there's a lot of questions that people have and people just kept coming to me about it. And I'm like, man, maybe I need to just keep it public. Like maybe I need to like (laughs) tell more about what I'm doing and how I'm helping others and make it more available for people to, you know, reach out to me and find out here's the steps that you can start taking. Yes, definitely. And speaking on that, like, that's also a key point that you just made when you mm-hmm. don't even have the thing, you don't have the business, you don't have the product or the service and people right. are already coming to you for it. 
Thank <laughs> God, making it clear. That's the like, calling. That's what you I'm know, saying. You're avoiding the thing. And you're like, why do people keep talking, keep coming to me to exactly. talk about money? That's your mm-hmm. thing. And even for you, like, I remember seeing you and your photography and I'm like, man, let us do it. You think that I inspired you about the podcast? You inspired me to go out there and show myself. And I'm like, you over here are showing off your work. You know, you have your social media, you have your stuff going out there. And I'm a private person. Like for me, I try not to let people in my business and I try to, you know, post my whole life. But you can't be private. Like you have a business and you have something to say and God wants you to be, you have to get uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable is going to get you to that next level and bless others beyond measures. So continue to continue to just take the first step. You may look crazy. (laughs) You may sound bad. It's okay. Like you're going to be all right. And you're going to find people like, for example, me and you that we, we didn't even know that about each other. We're like, exactly. oh, shoot. Like, I didn't know podcast was a big thing. And here we are. So yeah. that is fascinating. And so I tell people just take that first step. Take that first step. Don't listen to your friends and family. I had my family telling me, oh, you don't have to do that. <laughs> if you're Haitian, you don't have to tell people your business all of that and it's like no like there's people that really need to know this stuff and I'm gonna go ahead and be that face and voice where I'm at you know and I'm gonna you know speak truth to it because everybody needs financial literacy everybody needs to understand how to manage money that is that is crucial crucial to anything so so (laughs) you go you won't flow (laughs) right But before we enter a conversation today, I'm doing this thing where I ask my guests one question just to like get the conversation going, but we're already going, but I want you, I wanted to ask you, what is, if you could name, right, one of the hardest lessons that you, you learned in managing your money or when you first started? That's good, right? That is a good one. That's a good one. I've learned a lot. So a fun fact is back in the days, of course, I understood what it made to save because I moved around a lot. So right after college, I could go to move to Arizona, took a position there. And then now I'm living in Dallas. But the mistakes that I made was my first job, I actually had a 401k. So of course, when you get into a job, they're like, do you want to sign up for a 401k? Guys, always say yes. And always make sure that you do not think about that money. <laughs> because I thinking about that money I was calculating every dollar I was like <laughs> coming out my paycheck like really? we got 100k yet right <laughs> so this is what I did so when I ended up leaving the job you have two options you want to take it and move it to the next one or do you want to cash it out so what I did was cash it out I was like oh I saved up four thousand dollars let me go ahead and yeah that's that's the fact of it is is you don't even see that money coming out wow and the fun thing is it is pre-tax. So therefore it's not post-tax money. So when you get paid, that's after taxes, you know, the IRS takes their money and blah, blah, blah. When you do a 401k or anything like that, it is pre-tax. So it's before all of the deductions come out. So that money is yours. But when you take it out, you get that tax. So I was like, it's okay. I'll lose $700 (laughs) from it. Now take the penalty. And I took that money. I need the money right now. (laughs) Yes. And I here's the money right now. I regret that decision. Still to this day, I'm like, wow, save that money. And now I'm like at my job now, trust me, I'm not touching that. So I have my 401k. 
And just within a few months, I was able to get back to that amount. So imagine starting a new job and then just making sure I contribute enough to it, capping at that match. And my company is giving me free money, guys. Come on. If they're giving you free money, take the deal. Take that 3%, take that 4%, whatever they give you. And that's that's how I was able to double that amount because I was able to take the money I'm putting in and then they would match a certain percentage. And here we are today. So don't ever think about short term think about that long term in your future so that is one one of my biggest regrets because i'm like dang if i had saved that money who knows probably fifteen twenty thousand dollars saved by now wow, and it's like wow, wow. i just do it do it elsewhere yeah. shopping getting my nails done <laughs> getting my hair did but like it's our age we're like okay shoot yes. here. why not <laughs> wow we today we think of now we think of you know let me go take this trip. And that's what I was doing. I was going everywhere. I was like, I'm going to go to California. I'm in Arizona. Like, let me go here. Let me go there. And I just spent that money. So that yeah. was a big, big lesson. And now that I'm building it back and with this whole COVID thing that happened, a lot of people that had investments had that extra you know, cushion, even though they're thinking about their retirement. If you wanted to, for example, different savings accounts like Roth IRAs and different accounts, you can start to use that money and take a loan against it. And if you have insurance, you could take a loan against your right. insurance. So it's tough time. It's so just so, yeah, there's just so much that you guys can do, but nobody understands it. And they just think about now and don't think about long-term. Wow. And, you know, so that was a big one. That one hit me still to this day. And I'm like, man, phone me phone it, me. it just be random. <laughs> You're just in bed at night, like 11 years. Like, yes. Because now I like track my investment. So I, I go and I have this two of them. So whenever you guys invest, you need to find a brokerage account. So I have Fidelity. Fidelity is with my job. And then also, I know you better write that down. Get yourself oh, Fidelity. My, I have my notes already. Y'all better right? have your notes. <laughs> and then after that, also, if you guys want to do, um, you know, there's a few different apps. You guys can do Coin Coinbase is one of them. I also use Stash. Stash is like if you want to be like entry level, you don't really know where your investments are, but there's so many different ways to invest. And it's easy. You literally will walk you through it, tell you what to do, and that's it. And now I don't think about it. So my money goes there. When I get paid, it's already out of my check. And then I also set up additional investments on it as well. Mm-hmm. So I track that thing every single day. that's also a thing about like nowadays people are so much more comfortable talking about money yeah especially in our in our generation we're like let's talk about it right how are we gonna learn if we're not able to share these conversations come on now millennials and under i always have to say like uh it's gonna be more expensive for us every single step that we take we have to plan it out because we're the ones that's gonna be you know living with these inflations we're the ones that's gonna be living with what's going on right now like we had a whole pandemic. We we <laughs> like, still here. We still on, we're still here. Like we had a whole pandemic, and people like us that are coming out of school, or like you, like you know, just graduated or just changed their degrees and things. You think the market would be hot and ready for us? And it's like, no. You got to make your own way. You got to have your own path. You have to have multiple streams of income, else you won't be able to make it. You won't be able to make it, yes. and. I've seen a lot of people right now open up a lot of businesses, whether you know how to braid hair and you know how to talk to people, 
just be a you know a, a emo, I don't know how to say it just kind of be a motivational speaker people need that right now, you know people are going through tough time TikTok TikTok is making millions and millions of dollars off of content what do you think those people are doing that's a <laughs> that's a multiple stream of income I listen said. I was sleeping <laughs> I should have been out here with the kids renegade renegade <laughs> What was I doing? Exactly. And no, the photography is. The- <laughs> and the others too. You got the ones that invested in GameStop. They love to play video games. So what did they do? They all rallied together and said, let's go invest in GameStop. GameStop blew up. They sold their shares. People came out of there with $45,000. Some people, a hundred and something thousand dollars in profit. What are we doing? We're not thinking long-term when it's like, there's money out there, y'all. Bitcoin? There's money out there. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I put $500 into Bitcoin, right? whenever it came, it was like one coin was selling a dollar, for like- a dollar. They, these things were so cheap in 2008, a dollar. And now, if you look at the cost of Bitcoin, we're talking about thousands and thousands. You put a thousand dollars in there, it's like having a penny. Like the amount of investments when it comes to digital, Man. for me, I'm more, I like more what it's called. Um, I still kind of stick within the market. Bitcoin is something that I know. Yeah, the traditional, because I know that more investments and finance. But Bitcoin, I'm in there too. (laughs) That's where the Coinbase will come in. So if you guys want to start to get into Bitcoin, there's Ethereum. There's a lot of digital assets you guys can look into. Download Coinbase. And Coinbase just went live. And they now have their own stocks. They just opened up like two days ago. And now they're on the, you know, um s&p 500 so there's a lot of things that's changing everybody is you find out afterwards and we're always being left behind like i wish (laughs) (laughs) i see i I think i think ethereum is like selling for like a thousand right now or something if that when that stimmy drop (laughs) (laughs) no and that's the thing of like why it's important to have mentors like i have mentors that will tell me they're like fallon you need to make these money moves like ASAP. Mm-hmm. And it's either on, it's on me to be like, okay, am I gonna, if I'm gonna put a thousand dollars on this or 500 on that? For me, I am big on risk. So that's why I'm very like, it depends mm-hmm. on who you are. I like to do dividend stocks. So I'd rather do like, you know, Vanguard or, you know, ETFs and you kind of getting those small chunks, everything and everywhere. So when you do ETFs, really what that means is, say, for example, I do a, vanguard fund an etf fund i'm investing in apple i'm investing in zoom i'm investing in gamestop i'm investing in multiple places without the high risk of just being you know in tesla right so there's different you know different places for different people so you don't have to throw a chunk of money at apple and then tomorrow apple goes down and you're like i lost money and freak out like no there's different ways of investing where you're not taking that high risk but those people that do take the high risk for therefore there is high reward so that's why they kind of they're ready to go and play that game so yes. just gotta think about it y'all yeah. like if we're at this age and we start to invest today 25 year olds net worth like right now our net worth is about zero to nine thousand dollars at the age of 25 and then as you get older of course that should double so it should be a certain percentage of your income so if you don't think that way and you're just like spending all that money <laughs> you don't think about you know anything with interest and don't just leave your money in a bank a bank is investing your money 
I think a lot of people don't understand that. They're like, oh, I'm going to save it under my mattress. Like, I'm going to just save it somewhere. Like, come you on. Know, <laughs> exactly. yep. My mom always had those envelopes. I'm like, where'd you get that envelope, yep. <laughs> Put it in the Bible. Put it somewhere <laughs> under the mattress. <laughs> in the Bible, at church, you will see stacks. And I'm talking about just like $1,000. Mm-hmm. $1,000 in our Bible, just like hundreds. And I'm like, really? That could have been in your bank or in an investment, you know, portfolio, but nope, we're so used to just having it, you know, hidden somewhere, and people don't understand that your money loses value when it's just under your mattress, or it's just hanging out in your wallet. Money doesn't sleep. That's the reality of it. Money never sleeps, so why are you taking your money, and you're just killing it? Don't, Um, Don't kill your money. Invest it. Make it work as it should, so... That's it right there. You got to invest. You got to understand that no matter what, start small. Like I started with just my little stash and I had Acorn at the time where I would just have it invest for me. If I spent money, say, for example, I spent $10 at a gas station, it would round up like 50 cents and then put that somewhere. Mm -hmm. I started that way. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, I like this. Let me go ahead and just open up an account and then cash out. Cash up has investments, y'all. <laughs> like, I was like, what? And that's the thing, like accessibility it? nowadays. Like yes. it's not something that like because we used to it, hear it about is. investments and stocks, yep. it just sounded like it was out of nowhere. It's true. You had to work for it. Like I think my first investment was I was in college and I was working at Apple. Apple gave us stocks. Fun fact, if you're looking for a job and you're young. Go work at Apple because they give you stocks after a certain period of time. Do you still, do you still have free, it? I sold it. Oh, <laughs> I made oh, mistakes. Wow. I, mistake. I sold my Apple stocks because I wanted to Wait, go. First of all, if it wasn't for these mistakes, you literally would have been a millionaire by now. I don't understand. Listen, I had, I think by the time I left Apple, I had like 13 shares of Apple stocks. 13, 13. free shares that I, I didn't even pay for Apple just gave to me and my behind was like, ooh, I'm going abroad because I want to I want to study abroad. <laughs> but travel. And but like Europe, I was like, duh. But let me be in Europe and let me, you know, turn up and fly, you know. So when I went to France, I was like, oh, okay, it's France, you know, I gotta bring stuff back from my mom. Let me go and spend money. So I liquidated France, my stuff, you know, right? <laughs> I was in Paris, you know, so I was yes. like, oui, oui, come on. <laughs> so I was out there just acting extra bougie or whatever. And so I just liquidated. I regret, that was another big regret. I cried afterwards. I was like, why did I do that? And my friend was like, you're dumb. You're dumb, you're dumb, you're dumb. And that I learned from it too. Cause it's like, why would you do that? And Apple afterwards, right after that, their stuff skyrocketed. The shares just three hundred something dollars per share or something. And if I had waited, come on, if I just waited for that, I would have been good. I would have been able to sell that. Probably made ten thousand dollars off of it just from free shares at Apple. So I've learned from a lot of mistakes. (laughs) So that is why. Yeah, I'm like, don't do it. Don't don't think short term. That's exactly what I was about to follow up with because a lot of times when it comes with when it comes to money, one, we don't mm-hmm. know. We just, we just don't know. We don't have access That's to the true. resources and the information. And That's two, true. 
honestly, we just don't have the patience. All right. We don't I have know. the patience. Like, when you when you hear real success stories, yeah. people that are talking mm-hmm. about like I'm taking the money out after 30, 40 years, maybe leaving it for my kids. No, I gotta enjoy <laughs> some of that money. <laughs> what are you talking Talk about? Talk about that. I was okay. So I was I won't, you know, tell who it was. I was with one of my family members. <laughs> Let me not hit it. They're Haitian. <laughs> one of my family members literally last weekend and we were arguing about money because i'm like you gotta think long term like you gotta save for your future what if something happens and they're like tomorrow's not promised exactly. <laughs> like, tomorrow's not promised so you just gotta spend it all and i'm like so you're gonna go broke <laughs> and then where's the emergency fund then you're probably gonna ask all of your fa- friends and family to help you out when you get in a sticky situation because tomorrow's not promised Right. But when tomorrow comes, when tomorrow comes, <laughs> and then it's tomorrow, you're like, ah, <laughs> exactly. It's like tomorrow's here, now what? <laughs> like, what are we doing? And so, literally, a lot of people think that way. And I think too, part of it is they feel like the money's gonna run. The money's gonna mm-hmm. run. It's not gonna run from you. Like, you just have to understand patience is part of it, but you have to think towards your future. And repeating bad habits, like I said. I didn't grow up budgeting. My mom, which is something I love about her, she traveled with us. She took us, you know, back to Haiti and we would go back and forth and like we would take trips to Canada and stuff like that. So we know what it meant to like go enjoy ourselves. Yeah. But we didn't know what it meant to save. So all of us afterwards were like, okay, now like we gotta get back to work. <laughs> like, right. We gotta start over. Like we all spend the money that we had right. in Canada or something. So it's like don't do that to yourself have a consistency and stability have an emergency fund that's the first step at least a thousand dollars saved and then start to put 20 percent of what you make so i tell people 60 20 20 60 of what you make goes towards your bills 20 percent is in that savings emergency fund right you better write that down. <laughs> yeah I'm taking, that 20- don't sleep i'm taking notes <laughs> right and then that extra 20% is going to go towards investment. That's where that investment piece goes into. So if you definitely break it down that way, you make $100, $60 go towards your bills, $20 goes in the savings, $20 goes in the savings, you're going to be golden. Mm. Savings is just, don't think about it. Your emergency fund is emergencies only. I know people, and I've done this before. I'm like, oh, I have money in my savings. It's for emergency. And then I see like an Apple watch <laughs> as I'm wearing one. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's an emergency though. So let me go get that Apple watch. <laughs> we, we need to talk about what an emergency fund is, please. Because from my yes. perspective, yes. okay, <laughs> if I'm outside and I'm hungry, no. that's an emergency. No, I should be able not. to take that money, transfer it to free to my, to my checking account and cha-ching. I don't know. <laughs> okay emergency fund so this is what qualifies for emergency if you can't live without it you can't live without a roof over your head you can't live without your car breaking down and you need a new engine that's an emergency but if you see you stop you're driving down the street and you see chick-fil-a and you have food in your fridge <laughs> no but right now my stomach <laughs> right now we are 30 right now, minutes away from home this is an emergency Fallon. <laughs> i need you to understand that. that is why you have money in your checking right so right. most of the money in your checking so kind of like that 60 2020 so i guess the best way to say it is 
you have money in your checking and you have that uh, 60% going towards your bills. So out of the money you're about to invest, take out of that little 20% and keep in your checking. And then if you have extra, then say, then go invest it. So right. that's the best way to think about it. So that 20% in the savings account is just for emergencies. And you need to understand there has to be money in there. Most Americans can't even afford $500 emergency. That is just so sad. Mm -hmm. Like $500 and most of the car breakdown and it's like, come on now, a tire. Again, your tire replaced is like 400 something dollars and where you're from, anything could become an emergency. So don't think your credit card's an emergency fund. I think a lot of people misconcept that credit cards are emergency funds. Yes. And they don't think about saving. So emergencies is if you can't, literally if you can't do without it you have no roof over your head that's an emergency you can't drive and pick up your kids or you can't drive and go to work that's an emergency you need food in the house but you don't need the chick-fil-a <laughs> down the street like learn how to cook and you'll be all right <laughs> so that's how to think about the emergency fund it's just money on the side that literally unless you know push comes to shove that's when you use it like life or death but any other reasons, don't touch the emergency fund. And I made that mistake too. Like I remember I started building my emergency fund and I'm like, oh, like I said, I saw that new Apple watch and I was like, oh, let me just take it. I'm gonna put it back. I never put it back. <laughs> I never put it back. So, it's right here. So, it's right here, it's right here. My wrist, like, <laughs> don't do it. So you're never gonna put it back. You're never gonna think you're gonna replenish. But if that car doesn't break down, your car breaks down, you fix the car, do put it back. You know, do start to say, okay, let me just keep adding to it that little 20%, mm -hmm. and you're going to be all right. So, I have so, a follow up question for that. <clears throat> right. So, like, what amount, what's a decent minimum amount to have in your emergency fund? Because, like, mm -hmm. I guess from the perspective of either a college student or a recent graduate, right? Right. Maybe living at home, or maybe you have your own place, car, not, mm -hmm. no matter what the circumstance, like, what's a good amount that we should? aim to say that that we can at aim least have a thousand dollars a thousand dollars that is the minimum if it gets below a thousand you know there's some you're at risk so i always say <laughs> so it is always the minimum you're single this is if you're single a thousand dollars now if you're married you got to think about two so that's gonna be two thousand and then if you have kids each person like if you have more responsibilities we got to allocate for that so uh, when it's just you and me like we're young we're thinking about single mindset people thousand dollars in your emergency fund at all times at all times and then you want to build that like i said 25 year olds we should at least have nine thousand dollars saved up that's when we want to start to build up to and that could be a few like for example if we have some stuff in a roth ira if we have some stuff in like a 401k like get into that trend of just having your money be stored somewhere and don't think about it emergency fund is you want it to be somewhere where you can take it out investments is if you want to think about it more as in money that's there working for you and you're making money off of it but you can't touch it like don't even think it's there just think i'm broke like <laughs> that money's gone but it's working the reason why you want to think about that is because you don't want to lose as we saw here with the market a lot of people that were making a lot of bank, they saw the opportunity of Bitcoin. They saw the opportunity of, you know, big stocks. You don't want to lose on those and said, what if? 
so I always tell people just start small, start small. But emergency fund, $1,000 is the minimum. If you have less than that, it's not an emergency fund. Well, what do we have over here? Y'all have over here just like you're literally planning, planning fund. I'm gonna call it a planning fund. You're planning to spend it. (laughs) Right? You're planning to make a purchase. And some people have that. Like, you gotta just know how to categorize your money. The savings 20%, think of it as paying yourself first. You sit at your job all day, you're working for somebody else's mission and their own vision. You're working for somebody else's vision all day. Like to me, still this day, that's the reason why I love having, you know, my financial literacy um, platform and my, that business because I'm also working on my vision. But if you are only working on somebody else's vision and they're paying you every single month, at least do yourself the decency of paying yourself first. That's that yes. 20%. Pay yourself first. Like you've done so much hard work put that money aside and pay for yourself. And then afterwards, let that 60% go towards bills and whatever that you have to live with and let it grow. Right. Let the other amount just grow and build and build and build. But that's how I think of the emergency fund. It's me respecting myself enough to pay myself. Mm. And just, you know, you never know what could happen. People lost jobs like crazy in 2020. And I always told myself, I will never be at the mercy of my job. Like when COVID happened, the company I was working with was like an insurance company. Everybody freaked out, started calling us like, we need to take money out of their insurance because they can. Mm. A lot of people don't know that. And it's literally, they became a bank to themselves. So they just took their money out and they just paid it back when they're ready. So financial literacy is opening doors so much, but a lot of people don't understand that they have availability to it. So they pay themselves by investing in their insurance. They're protecting their life. And at the same time, they have money set on the side. And that money also is building interest. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, there's so much. And I tried to, I think once I started to understand how things work, because nobody talks about it. We're Haitian, like we said. We're over here, immigrants. We came here not knowing anything. And the opportunities that we got, we have to help each other out with. Because like I always say, my parents, our parents can only take us as far as they went. So we got to make sure that we do not continue that trend. So yes. it's just so much out there. So much you guys can do, but love yourself enough to pay yourself first. Yes, yes. It's, you have to. You okay, have to. so <clears throat> we're talking about, we talked about a lot. We're talking about a lot so far. Because <laughs> yes. you mentioned about, the 60-20-20 um, okay. emergency funds. Can we get into budgeting, yes. right? Yes, yes. Honestly, so I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. One. That's a big one. I think if you don't have a budget, you can't do anything that I mentioned. That's, that's like your bread and butter. A budget is literally where are you telling your money to go? Like the first thing I did, I think I created like an Excel sheet. That was my first budget. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm spending so much money and I like literally maxed out my AMAC, my American Express card. Like I use everything on it. Imagine. And I'm paying like interest. Imagine you're paying interest on it. So I was like, okay, there's something you got to give. I'm making all this money at work and I don't see a lot of it being saved. I don't see like, where's the money going? Where's my money going? (laughs) 
It was just so, here. It was just <laughs> like I don't know if you ever see those funny videos and it's like beep, beep, beep. Yes. It's like Netflix. <laughs> I'm spending my money and it's like leaving my account. That's so crazy. (laughs) Exactly. So before it was like, okay, like you didn't live because when I moved by myself to Arizona, I was like, how am I spending all this money? And I'm making the most money I've ever made because I'm out of school. You know, now it's just me independent, but I'm spending money eating out all of this extra nonsense that I was doing. Like, literally, I'll go to Macy's and be like, oh, I want to buy an extra bottle of perfume, you know, Chanel, let's go, why not? <laughs> so, so it's just like, where's my money going? So the basic bread and butter is start with a budget. If you, for example, you're making, what, 1600 if you're making like, 50, if you're getting $15 an hour, probably $1,200 is what you're getting, like, from your check. Out of that 1200 how much are you saving? So remember, 60% of that is mostly going to go towards bills. Just to make the numbers round, put at least $200 in that savings account. At least $200, just throw it there. Take that $1,000 and pay your bills and the extra that you have. That's why I always say like 60, 20, 20. There's that 20 where you pay yourself first and that 60 is the main important part. That extra is that investment amount. So if you do not do it that way, you're just going to be, you're going to be lost. You're going to be lost. You're going to see all of a sudden there's going to be, you're going to be making more to get a raise. And for example, that's what happened to me when I changed jobs, I got more. And I'm like, I got more, but I'm, I'm spending more. (laughs) I got more, but I'm spending, why am I spending more? Like my bills are the same. I'm in the same place. When I start making more money, I'm going to do this. Right. (laughs) You got more. So you're like, let me go buy more. So the budget is just to make sure that, okay, this is the amount of money I'm making. And you set it up where you list line by line. We pretty much, I call it like a $0 budget. So every single money needs to be spent somewhere. So if I have a grocery budget, my grocery budget, for example, is $200. If I pa- I can't pass $200 and start to spend money on extra random things. Just because I'm like, oh, there's a sale. Let me go get some extra pineapples and whatever. Just stick to that $200. My restaurant budget, it could be $100 or $50. If I want to go to McDonald's, that's part of my $50 a month. So making yourself disciplined in that budget is going to help you so much. And then I have my nails budget. You know, like you have to have fun. Like I don't tell people to just create a budget and not live their life. Like I have certain times when I get my lashes done. I have certain times when I get my nails done. So whatever's your thing. Yeah, whatever's your thing. Like that's my thing where I can feel relaxed. I'm like, okay, let me do that to make myself feel like I'm not, you know, being killed with just saving, saving, saving. But making sure that I don't go and just waste money just to waste money. Right. So that is why you need to have that foundation. But start small. Start small and just say, okay, this month, I'm just going to have a restaurant budget this month. I'm just going to have like, you know, my shopping budget, like my clothes budget or whatever the case may be. But that is how you start. But make sure you write every single line of this is where my $1,200 is going. If you don't tell where that extra $200 is going, if you don't tell where that $10 is going, it's just going to be flying out of your pocket. That's Mm -hmm. it. That's the best way 
so I actually I learned all that stuff like senior mm-hmm. year with Curran. Right. And I I was mind blown. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> Doing the, the, the spending diary all year. I'm like, first of all, 99.9% of my money is going towards food. <laughs> you know, like that was something that right? I wish we learned freshman year going Me in. Too. Right. That would have been I remember so doing that class. Yep. Yeah. And I was so mad because they were like, oh, your credit cards, each one, you have different credit scores. I'm like, why didn't anyone talk to me? Huh? Like, yeah, you, you didn't know that. I had a girl. <laughs> what? So this is a lot of people don't do too. So uh, when you get into talk financial, about that, yeah. I know, right? We're going to go into in credit. But when a lot of people look at their finances, they're like, okay, like it's what you make and then that's it. It's not about what you make. It's what you save. Like so that many. is the gold. Like I had my friends. I remember I came from, you know, a small town. I have a lot of my friends. Their parents were working, doing good. They were making money. But I would remember, I was like, so how come you guys are not buying like nice Jordans? Like how come you guys are not buying like these extra like nice stuff? There would sometimes, but they're not walking around with like new pair of shoes every week. Mm-hmm. They'll have that one pair of nice Jordans yes. for that whole year you know right and so I could I could not get into my mind but it's like their parents are not stupid it's how much you save Mm. they're saving for their future they're saving for them they're saving so that it's not just stuff that right now you're going to grow out of because we're going to come on tomorrow there's a new trend we know that like everything's going to change wow so you got to make sure you just you just got to make sure you think long term and you start to look at your finances as more than just money that you make. It goes beyond that, beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like a quick exercise for you guys. I feel like you guys definitely, as Fallon mentioned, and as I did it my senior year um, of school, like literally just open an Excel sheet and put what you spent, how much you spend on it and yep. do it for the month just so you can see where's my money going because I was like okay McDonald's huh, Dunkin okay <laughs> and I was like um whatever the, the restaurants at Nichols I'm like oh right okay I'm like wait yeah. how much did I spend on food this month and literally mm-hmm. nothing else you know so especially when you're in college it's just to have oh an idea gosh. just to have an idea yes. yeah and especially in school too I think that was a big thing like we were all out whatever it may be like people going to buy buy stuff to drink buy yes. stuff for the weekend and clothes and all of that people were just spending money the coffee at jasmine's, <laughs> jasmine's coffee for one little so scoop nothing <laughs> and it's not even a big cup it's like yes <laughs> the small is like eight dollars like what they would cheat us off coffee and but wow okay. right and the coffee was free in the cafeteria yes <laughs> It's the same coffee. They just bought it over and they reheated it. (laughs) It's like, come on, like go to the cafeteria and get some free coffee. Yes. Get a Keurig in your room. Come on now. But no, we're like, we gotta get the Jasmine coffee because you know they made it right there. You know, if you're a fan, you got the little foam on the top. And same oh, with wow. Oh wait, we're ah. paying like, a, wow like too much. ten dollars for uh fries and tenders, <laughs> and you can bring bowls into the dining hall. I would bring my bowls. Yeah, 
So that's the thing. People don't think about that. You're right. We're just thinking about like the ambiance, like, oh, we're in wow, we're in the lounge. Everybody's there. Like, let's go pay for some expensive French fries for no reason. So it just shows you like a lot of us just mentally don't think we don't think about it. And I think it's just trust me because food I love to eat. Like yes. food is like my like our family thing too. And I think Haitians, that's where we, you know, enjoy each other. We yes. talk, we have food. The social we have, hour. We die. That's a social hour. Mm-hmm. So food is everything to us. And so that's where I spend a lot of my money and I noticed that. I'm like, damn. And mm-hmm. then when I started cooking for myself, I'm like, okay, this is better. Like I can actually get if I want French fries buy an air fryer guys <laughs> like buy an yes. air fryer and make your own french fries so and as you said right. like when you're budgeting budget that mm-hmm. in there you know what i mean you don't have to feel yeah. like you need to be strict yourself if going Correct. out with friends is is your thing put it in mm-hmm. your budget if that self-care is important yeah. to you put it in there so and and a lot of people don't understand that like if you don't use that say for example that month you're like i didn't go shopping today what do i do with that 50 dollars that I didn't go shopping with put in your emergency fund move it mm. and cut it and give it a permission elsewhere okay you can do that you know because I was gonna say just spend it but don't, don't listen to I me know. <laughs> <laughs> but people do that they're like yeah. oh I didn't go out and eat I have to spend this since I didn't buy clothes this month I have to go spend it somewhere like no add it to your yeah. emergency or that's the extra money you can use and invest because that money is just sitting there like right. I don't know what to do and you're itching we all have it we get itchy yes. <laughs> when it comes to money yes give it give it something to do and whether that be investment or just like right now we're all in lockdown and I think that's how I was able to really really save and start to invest a lot more well lockdown we can't go anywhere I like to travel literally that was my thing just travel and pay for flights and go places I didn't do that so what did I do with that money I invested it I saved it, put it in my emergency fund, put it elsewhere. So don't let that money sit there or else you're going to be itchy and you're going to spend it. Right, right. <laughs> so don't do it. Mm, it. And it comes to, it comes to just discipline and it's hard. It's hard at first. Like, I'm not going to lie. I made that mistake. Like I said, I sold stocks. I wasted money. I just threw it. I bought my mom stuff. I was like, Ooh, I have this extra money. Let me go buy her like a little, you know, iPhone. Or like, let me buy her something, make her feel good. Why? <laughs> Why? Well, you were being generous, though, but still. Being, but still, like, did I have that money really? Right. Where I was still, you know, I still had my credit card debt, but I still felt like, let me go splurge. Why? You know? <laughs> Come on. Okay. <laughs> Let's address the elephant in the room. Debt. Right? Debt. <laughs> that's that's also a thing right I have friends who are like listen I have credit card debt I can't pay it off so I might as well keep spending (laughs) I have friends who are like I'm literally underground buried (laughs) trucks over it and a mountain over that in student loan debt but I'm not gonna pay it off tomorrow so let me buy a car I've heard people say worse things. They're like, when I die, the student loan debt's gonna die. <laughs> um, actually, your grandkids gonna have to pay one day. Somebody's gonna have to pay. Sally Mae is coming after everybody. Oh, God. I mean, your estate, you 
you know, find a way. But no, usually that that's kind of true. But why do you want to do that to yourself? Like, yeah. why do you want to have that ghost chasing yourself? There's two things. Debt, when it comes to debt, is bound to happen. We get it. Like, things happen, life gets tough. But there's ways around it. So if you're in the place where you're like, man, I can't pay my debt. And you got to a place where, you know, I don't know if people have a car and the car got repoed or a credit card and they cancel that card and they what they do is they write it off and you have these collections people calling you this is when you want to that's like at the end of the road when it's like really bad that's when you need to get yourself a credit specialist that's when you want to talk and consult with somebody so a lot of people that i talk to at that state they let the dead piled up they let it you know truck 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 fold on top of their heads there's a lot of things that you guys can do but first get a credit specialist to help you guys out an actual that's, specialist that's not your but aunt Ash, who thinks she knows everything yet. about money not your friend <laughs> who saved exactly. 200 in her emergency <laughs> in her emergency fund yes that's very and important even if you yeah and even if you you know play with each other like for me what i do is i also help people with their credit but i connect them to the experts i'm not going to try to you know try to financially and try to, you know, I will definitely give people advice, but let me connect you to the right people that will help you do it the right way. Let me talk to you and make sure that, okay, this is your plan. This is what you need to consolidate. But let me make sure that you get with the experts and people that can actually start to help. So part of that is when you have debt, if, if you sleep about it and forget it, it's not going to be gone tomorrow. People are like, if I don't think about it, it's not there. It's there. <laughs> it is there. It is going to hurt you more than ever. So I tell people this, the more money that you have in debt and the more money that you don't have available, you will lose more opportunities like never before. Mm. And second thing too is you're going to pay more for things. Someone that has bad debt, somebody that you can't even trust, someone that, come on now, you're paying cash for everything. If you burn those bridges and you are so much of that and you can't even go to the bank and ask for a loan, when you apply for a house, they're not going to help you out. Your interest rate's going to be out of the sky. When you buy a car, like I, I was telling you the other day, a lot of people in my family, when we were younger, would go and drop $4,000, $4,000 up front just to buy a car. Mm. That is just because they had bad debt, bad money management, and their credit was just poor. When I first, okay, so in college, I first wanted to buy my first car, so I had my little Mazda. Mm -hmm. And so when I went there, I didn't have that much debt, but I didn't have credit. So long story short, I had my Capital One. I was feeling myself. I was like, oh, my first credit card. <laughs> and I had my Verizon bill. And I was like, oh, I'm independent. And then that summer, <laughs> my mom was like, so you need to buy a car like it's your sophomore year like I'm not picking you up <laughs> from from you know from college you know how they are I'm not taking the highway to come and get you so anyway she's like you gotta buy a car so she's like save up four thousand dollars because you know when you get to the dealership you gotta drop that amount I save my money go to the dealership dealership is like you're I'm glad you have the money but I'm not giving you a car you have no credit he's like you have no credit you have no history I'm like, I have a credit card, $4,000. He's like, you have no credit. So I think a lot of people don't Jeez. understand that in their mind, right? And imagine me, I was so heartbroken. So 
I ended up having to go beg my older brother. I was like, Alan, please, 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 please be my co-signer. Like, please. <laughs> like, and he was like, okay, only if you are promising. He made me write a contract. Like, my brother's crazy. <laughs> like, he made me write a real contract that I would pay it off in two years. And that if I didn't, I would pay him interest. <laughs> wow that boy is so smart he's so smart right it could have so. been your your college <laughs> gift really <laughs> my brother is not playing and he is one of those people too that was my early mentor because he saved like nobody in my family he was the one that saved and that's the person that i watched and i was like why does he always have money like he always had money and because he saved and so he ended up being my co-signer and even with that, like my interest rate was like 15%. Mm. If people don't understand this, think about this. If your interest rate is close to 20% or you're at that range where you're close to like 25%, think about giving somebody a dollar. And every time you give them a dollar, you're like, you're short 25 cents. So your dollar is only worth 75 cents to them. So imagine paying that on a car when you have a 25% interest rate on a car. That's what that is. That bank is taking that quarter out of your dollar every single time. And they're telling you, you're not making your payments. It's too small. It's too small. You're like, what the heck? I've overpaid for that, what the car's worth. Wow. That's what having bad credit does to you. That's what having bad financial understanding does to you. And that's what everybody that I grew up did. They paid that $4,000 the dealership to give them a chance and we give don't them know car. we don't know better but when it's the other way around when you have your credit together when you start to build credit and you start to you know actually manage your finances they're going to be begging you like right after that i had my mazda and i actually did it <laughs> i paid them off that car in two years on time on time and i did it for an I know, I don't know if you remember, when I was in school, I was working at the library. I was working everywhere. everywhere. And people were like, Fallon, what is going on? I had to pay off my car. This is why you were working for? (laughs) Yes. I was like, wow, she's so ambitious. Like, Right? (laughs) And the thing is, too, part of it is, like, I hate asking people for handouts. Mm. I'm that type, like, I want to do my own. I never want to owe anybody. I never want somebody to come back to me and be like, I did that for you. I bought you your car. Mm, I'm too prideful. I'm too prideful. I'm a Leo. Like, I don't like that. (laughs) I don't want somebody to hold it over my head. So in other stuff I wanted to buy too, like buying my laptop and buying things that I wanted for school, like I was very big on that. So if that meant I had to work two work studies, worked at the admissions, you know, I was doing the little tours at school, library, people were like, what are you doing? And then I had a, you know, job off campus at a restaurant. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I was a hostess working at a restaurant because I wanted to make sure that I paid off what I needed to pay off and I wanted to be independent but that's when I started to understand like budgeting finances everybody was turning up and I had fun in college but at the same time I'm like I'm not gonna go to the bar and spend you know $50 on a drink on drinks I'm gonna just buy the bottle before (laughs) (laughs) like and right. literally, financial literacy, it, it's in every aspect of our lives. Like, aspect. not buying food at the movie. Oh. <laughs> you definitely Haitian. Don't buy the food at the no. movie. We're going to pull up with that rice and, and Yes. <laughs> my mom would be like, hold the purse, hold the purse. <laughs> and my brother was like, really? I don't want to hold the purse. 
Are you hungry? Yeah, like, not buying this $15 popcorn and the and ice cream. The, like, the drink was like $5 for just like a little eight ounce drink. Come on. <laughs> it's in every aspect. You got to sneak food into the you know movie theaters. Hey, it is what it is. But you're on a budget. Make your popcorn at home. But yes. people will laugh at you. But at the same time, whose savings account is going to be, you know, fat? Wow. Who's, who's going to be able to pull out money and be able to, you know, take that luxury vacation eventually yes. when they want to? People don't understand that. You got to think long term. And you're and not yes, doing you it while be- you're in debt. Yes. <laughs> you don't yes. do it and the thing about it is a lot of us may have setbacks and a lot of us may have you know those moments where we do go ahead and slip up we do get back into debt or whatever the case may be but we don't want to stay there we never want to stay there so mm-hmm. that that is just like that I love that you said that because think of it as give somebody a dollar they're taking 20 cents out and it's supposed to be your money but it's not because you have bad credit. Like, right. man, that's just too much. That's just too much. That's when yeah. I said to myself, like, seeing my family, everybody going through that and having to put that money up front, I was like, no, that's not going to be for me. Mm-hmm. So, like, now I fixed I fix myself and I have my, just got my new car. I have my little 8%. I'm good. I'm good at that interest rate. I'm trying to get it lower. Yeah, just keep building, get it lower. And, I, and the point is, try to get that 3% interest rate. When you get that 3% interest rate, it's like, ugh, it feels so good. Because you don't pay anything. You're just literally buying exactly what you set out to do. And that's it. That's when you get to that 800, you know, that 800 credit score and you're, you're good. So I tell people, just think long term. It's more expensive to be broke. It's more expensive to be broke. Sheesh. <laughs> it is I had, I had to definitely throw it at you guys but buying that that experience was like man I'm indebted to my brother and he's over here like he was on me because I found it's Friday I need <laughs> where's the money where we at <laughs> yeah he's like where's the money what's going on like are you gonna get half this time or are you gonna go full like come on and I would be like come on and like let me breathe Alan please like <laughs> He was, he was waiting for you to to not pay it but, off on time so he could charge you yes. that interest. And I was like, Listen, you told me I had it to this. Like he was the bank, and it was a wake up call. Like he he was the bank. So. Wow. You gotta you gotta know you gotta know what it's like. So yeah. when you go through this experience, it's like okay, you don't want to get embarrassed. Like and he would tell the whole family like Fallon is behind. <laughs> Really? Come on. <laughs> oh At every family occasion, you know, Fallon owes me money, right? <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, first of all, you're a co-signer. Like, you're not even doing that much. He's like, no, no but you owe me money before you owe them money. <laughs> He's checking up on his investment. So, yes. <laughs> and the fun fact, too, because of that, his credit skyrocketed. Wow. Can you imagine? I helped him. Imagine if I was able to do it for myself right. because I needed his help. He, he benefited from my money. Wow. Imagine. Wow, Come on. That's so good. Don't put yourself in that situation. Though. It's mm-hmm. not for everybody. But I mean, yeah, you live and you learn. But I tell people, excuse me, plan ahead. And um, if you have, if you're lucky enough to have somebody like my brother, that's fine. But imagine if you don't. Some people don't. 
and then just have to buy cash or buy you know a broken down car and then you're at the mechanic every week because of it so right that's that's how it goes so save and think ahead and plan ahead and don't get stuck in that don't get stuck in that 